Just kidding. But she knew she had those hands up. Yeah, yeah. She's ready to go. Hi, are we ready for this? Ready. Okay. Is this our kind of direction? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to roll it down really quick. Okay, awesome. It's going to be shorter this time. Yes, Um, we're going to intentionally be 15 minutes. Like under 15. Under 15. From what, not from that, from when we start. From when we start all this. uh, It'll be like a pre-show. Got it. All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. Good morning, Ben. This is Ben, Joel, and Miranda. That's when you say good morning. Oh, sorry. We're good morning, start Ben. That one over. Okay. What did we say last time about good morning, Ben? We said we're not doing the same thing we did on CNT. Oh. We said this is different. Buenos dias. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. This is Ben Jos. I'm joined by Joel and Miranda. How are y'all doing today? Doing well, thank you very much. I actually, <clears throat> speaking of greetings. From the rodeo, I heard my first howdy, <laughs> and it was, like, legit. Like, it wasn't a joke, so. So this weekend, Miranda and, and Robert were able to go uh, enjoy the amazing Houston Livestock and Rodeo, courtesy of Steve Oliveras and Precision Gym Maintenance. Oh, yeah. want to make sure he, y'all understood the business gifted those tickets, not the individual. Um, but And I'm sure we'll share those stories at another time because – uh, as she said, it, when she summed it up, it was a uh, it was a culture shock. So pretty <laughs> fascinating. So much so that Joel thought she had accidentally gone on Go Tejano Day. Yeah. Um, but no, she went Saturday when Kane Brown was playing. Um, but that's for another time. Today we are here to uh, talk about Black Wolf in the Open 19.3. So over the weekend on International Women's Day, which we'll get to Friday night. Uh, I believe that was March 8th was the date. March 9th, 10th. Yes, March 8th. We were here um, for a really well laid out in terms of logistics, able to run quite a few uh, athletes per heat. So I think that's the shortest period of time in terms of the work we did. Uh, So from a facilitating the experience, it was a great night from my perspective. Um, But let's go over the workout. Joel, what was the workout as announced for 19.3? 19.3 was four time with a 10 minute time cap, 200 foot overhead lunge, Men use a 50-pound dumbbell. Women use a 35-pound. Scaled was a front-racked dumbbell lunge. 200 feet, followed by 50 step-ups. The scaling was was the same for everyone here. Uh, everyone stepped on – all males stepped on a 24-inch box. All women stepped on a 20-inch box with their dumbbell. Uh, held however they wanted to on the shoulder, behind the neck, um, hanging, dead hanging if you wanted to. Uh, not the recommended way. Followed by 50 strict handstand push-ups. Again, showing no mercy for scaling here. You had to get upside down, whether arcs or scaled. Uh, scaled, although had, were, their head had to touch an elevated platform that was five inches elevated. And then finally, following the 50 handstand, I mean the 50, yeah, 50 strict handstand push-ups, you had a 200-foot handstand walk or bear crawl. And time cap, again, 10 minutes to get all that done. 10-minute time cap. So with all that logistic-wise, we were able to run eight athletes per heat with the final heat having 10 athletes. So we ran four heats in the evening. Uh, We were done a little under two hours in terms of, again, the work being done. We then stayed another two hours with the amazing food set out and prepared by Joel um, Balderas, Myra helping out. And then uh, um, we had a few guys on the grill with him. And so a fabulous, fabulous night. Let's still stay focused on this workout uh, Miranda, when we looked at this workout when it was first announced, uh, let's start with you personally, but maybe also you like generally as a coach looking at what your athletes can experience. What what were what were your initial thoughts? Maybe it's the the sticking points, a potential loss of time, or where we thought maybe we were going to do well. 
I definitely was really excited when I saw this workout. I thought it was awesome. Like the strict handstand push-ups, nothing we've really seen in the open before, if I'm correct. Um, you so, are correct. Yeah, we okay. have not. We haven't seen strict. What do you think? Do you think CrossFit gets tired of the criticism they get? Because in the, if people don't know, the standards for handstand push-ups in the past have been a point of contention in the community. Right. Whether it's the tape, this, you know, the, what is it? Inches from the wrist versus this versus that. Do you think it was like, all right, we're sick of y'all's bullshit. <laughs> either you're, you're just Shut not up and do get them. strict. So yeah. you either have strict. Yeah. There's no question whether you completed strict. Did your elbows lock out or not? And we don't have to deal with you anymore. Like, yeah, do you think that think was the that, play? That could have been part of it. But I mean, it's, it's also a high level skill. So I true. think it's. It's cool to throw that in there. True, true, true. Um, when I first saw it, or when Joel actually came to tell me what it was, I thought it was two dumbbells. So I was happy that it was just the one. There you go. <laughs> uh, but personally, uh, my goal was to try to get through all the dumbbell stuff as quick as possible because I knew I would need as much time as I could on that wall. And I think that was a good strategy for most most of us. Um, I do have handstand walks, so I was a little bummed I wasn't able to showcase those at all. But I was proud of myself for, for getting some strict in there. And that's pretty much how I advised everyone to, uh, especially if they were going for that first handstand, you know, just kind of with control go through that stuff with the lunges or with the dumbbell, the step-ups. Try not to stop on the step-ups as much as possible. Um, and give yourself some time on that wall to, to try it, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so when I saw this workout, and, and, and Joel, this will be for you because the only thing, when I looked at the women's side of it, it looked like a great workout. It looked like stuff we would program. Other than those strict handstand push-ups, you know, we could have easily produced this workout. We've done the overhead lunge with 35 pounds. That is the standard mm -hmm. weight we would use for our athletes. We've had them step up with load on a 20-inch box. Mm -hmm. But then the guys, it wasn't the dumbbell. It wasn't the lunge. It was that 24-inch box. What were your uh, thoughts, and then how did it like your thoughts versus how it actually went? Because you moved well. If you had any trepidation, you didn't show it. You moved really well with it. Um, but you, being someone who's not known for your height, <laughs> and so you looking at twenty four with a, with a fifty pound dumbbell. I'm tall and spirit. What were your thoughts before, and then what was it like during? Uh, thoughts were actually the same as Miranda's. Get through that first part as fast as I could because I wanted to dedicate as much time to the strict handstand pushups. As much time as possible because I don't use them in my training as much. But I knew that the box is going to be a pain in the butt for sure. But luckily, because of FitX experience and uh, Wadapalooza qualifiers, I had experienced them at the end of last year. So I kind of knew what to expect. I knew they're going to be bad. So the goal is just to just step up and do not stop. Just step up, step down, step up, step down. Uh, I knew that was going to be – the lunges were going to be – butter cream whatever you want to call it until i put the dumb in my left hand but uh i knew that was going to be a sticking point so i mean the goal there was just to ignore the fact that it's a 24 inch box get my foot on there step up and like you said i didn't show because one i've experienced dumbbell step ups uh you've actually seen me do a workout where i had to hold double the dumbbells doing step ups before so i kind of knew that it's, it was just it was a grinder you just had to mentally prepare for it grinder stick through it 50 reps once you get it done move to the wall and uh, I I got I got through that faster than I thought actually. So I actually per performed the step ups better than anticipated, um, sticking with the plan. So I I again I thoroughly enjoyed the workout. Again bummed that I didn't get to do handstand walks, like Miranda as well. So there's that. What do you think about how everyone did on that box? I think that it's the only part I would have changed. 
had this been applied as a regular workout for the program, it, and it wouldn't be that I would – again, I think the 20-inch height was perfect. Normally when we do step-ups here, I leave the height at 20 inches. That femur angle on the 24, <laughs> it's a little bit of aggressive. It's a little bit aggressive, and that's taxing the knee a little bit. Um, and so it's not my favorite thing to program in terms of training, but, of course, performance or testing is different than training, so seeing what you're able to do is important. But even on the 20 with some of the ladies, the weight, there was a lot of not being able to lock out the working leg before the second leg had to come to assist. And to me, that's the indicator on the step-up that we're being a little too aggressive is if they're not able to drive all the way up on one leg. But during the open, that's where you let a little bit of wiggle room um, – Adrian is a tall guy. Yeah. Um, so I would have changed the box, but n that'd be case by case. So I would have mo I would have scaled uh, the box. But all in all, I think it went really, really well. Uh, in terms of performances, uh, you two turning great performances. And, of course, we should mention, because he is a part of the family, Mr. Robert Johnson getting to the handstand walk. Uh, the first five feet were a doozy. He was a little shocked by that <laughs> one. But then settled in. Uh, were you proud of your man? Were you proud of, of what he was able to do there? Of course. I mean, actually, once I saw this workout, this is 100% his jam. Like, he's actually better at strict handstand push-ups than kipping. So and I for those who don't know, Robert's not a small person. No. Like, <laughs> to hear that, and if you don't know Robert, you're like, oh, must be a little dude. Must be a, a ye little lad. Um, <laughs> Robert is not a small person. So for the statement to be uh, that his jam is strict handstand push-ups, that is solely a testament to that man's training and his mentality. So, um, yeah, that's that's very impressive in itself right there. Yeah, for sure. I think another cool thing in this workout, too, is, like, that you had the ability to choose what way you held the dumbbell for the step-ups. Like, usually it's like, okay, you have to do things this right. way in CrossFit, you know? And so we saw a couple different ways that people were holding them. It seemed like, at least during Friday Night Lights, no one was really holding it by their side. I know you said they were in the morning class. We had though. a few in the morning do that, and they moved really well. But, of course, I mean, they also weren't people that were looking for handstand push-ups. They weren't looking to need to operate afterwards. So they were able to move without breaking. But I would wonder if they got to the hand, would their arms be working anymore since so much, like it was, they were being taxed so much keeping that grip. Right. Yeah, I know. I saw uh, Candy holding it. Um, and she had like a full grip on there and I was kind of telling her to maybe rest it on her right. shoulder and not tax that grip so much. So that's kind of the way that I went with for sure. But yeah. What do we think the most successful was? Do we think behind the, behind the head? Do we think over the shoulder? I think resting it on the shoulder was the way to go. Resting on the, sh did you switch shoulders? Uh, I did and I regret it. Yeah. I feel like that little bit of time I could have had one more extra handstand push up. Yeah. Uh, see, look, I look like I'm on the phone here. There's a picture. <laughs> so I look like I'm making a call to rogue. Like, Hey, these these box step ups suck. Or trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to talk to Glassman or yeah. Castro, somebody. But I look like I'm on the phone here. I think that was the way to go. I think holding it would have been thrown off the balance a bit with it swinging around. Yeah. Uh, behind the neck again, like I said, I feel like I would have lost balance at some at some point and fell back. Yeah. It's just a thought. But I think resting on the shoulder was the way to go. That's good. Yeah, and I, I think that's what we saw the most of. So let's move to the highlights of the night. Starts with the outfits. So uh, <laughs> we did old school CrossFit and really just turned into kind of old school whatever. Um, and, and so for those that don't know, back in 2010, Cross was all about tall socks. Uh, Reebok didn't exist. I mean, it existed, but like Nanos didn't exist yet. Crossfit hadn't made that deal. Games weren't on ESPN. So you had like awful footwear. You were either wearing your running shoes, you were wearing Vibram five fingers, or you're wearing, I remember once I bought Saucony, which is a great running company. 
I bought their running their their minimalist shoe, and it was it's a water shoe. I literally used it as a water shoe after that. Did it have like separate things for your toes or no? No, but it, it almost did. It looked like it did. So the Vibram Five Fingers had the separate things. The Saucony had like a bright green bottom, and then it looked like it was going to go in at the the big toe, and then it was around on the other toes. And so it was very similar to the Vibrams. I worked at Academy during this time. When New Balance Minimus was the only minimalist shoe that really was accessible to the public, and Vibram. And okay, Vibram, the barefoot shoe, look, there is a purpose. So I'm not here to bash it, but you don't need to wear them. And please, let's just go and say you don't need them. But I was there when Academy then used their own brand of shoe of footwear and made their own Vibram Five Fingers, and they were awful, but we sold the hell out of them. So it was fascinating back then. Um, but the real thing was like basketball shorts and board shorts. Um, you know, and then bad puns on t-shirts. So like I got to wear my, uh, what, what is it? The snatch on the front and the, it's all oh, fail of my fail tank top oh, where yeah. on the back is an elliptical. I thought it, it had a, okay. Yeah. There's an, an elliptical on one side and a snatch on the other side. Yeah, elliptical on the and the elliptical, and I think it says fail under the elliptical. Yeah. Um, that was very, that was a life as RX shirt from way back in like 2010. So, you know, we had a lot of bright colors. I was doing like neon colors, just throwback stuff. High um, socks. Some people taped up their bodies as well. <laughs> yes, lots of tape. So this could have also been like extreme CrossFitter, like gear enthusiast. Um, I was thinking about I should have put my knee sleeves on for no reason, like wore my weightlifters. <laughs> yeah. Just like because back then, like people would go belt. They like yeah, they go into like the restaurant after they worked out in their weightlifters. Like they just they wanted people <laughs> to know that I do CrossFit. That they, yeah, exactly. That was it. So we had some great, great uh, costumes this week. A little bit different than the Disney Day. Really, the only one I want to mention specifically is is the barbecue master himself, Joel in the singlet, um, <laughs> old school weightlifting singlet. Uh, it was just you know the one with like the nipple show. It comes in real aggressively, but I want to move on quickly, trying to keep this under fifteen to kind of the highlights and performance. And we have the first one on the list, you know, L's first strict handstand push up. So. Uh, were any of did any, anybody else bear witness to this? I I, I was near I, it. I didn't get to see it. I saw the cheering after it was completed. Um, I should have. I mean, I knew. I told her before. I go. I think you're gonna do it. I think you're gonna do it. And I should have locked in when I saw her approaching the wall. Um, but it happened, and, and the crowd went wild, and it's mm-hmm. it was really really exciting. Not shocking to me. Yeah, yeah. No, not not shocking to me either. Like, I'm not sure there's anything that L may other than maybe an extremely heavy load that would shock me. I knew she had it in her. I didn't get to see the first one, but I kind of tried to help her out with the second one. Yeah. But she was so close to getting another one. I told her to, like, take a break because she was trying to go for it right again. I was like, rest. You totally got another one. And she was right there. So I, I didn't see the full first one. I saw, like, the end of it, the lockout, and then had her go for a second one, which she definitely has in her for sure. But. It was still really awesome to yeah, that's, to be around. Yeah, that's so awesome. And then we kind of mentioned on the other, this was a difficult one to judge in terms of first because there wasn't a lift. There wasn't a, a max weight. And so being like, I didn't PR. But as we mentioned, we kind of and we wrote this down, there were a lot of PRs in that a lot of people had never stepped on a 24-inch box with yeah. a 50-pound dumbbell, mm-hmm. never stepped on a, a 20-inch box with 35-pound dumbbell. Yeah. There were so many that came to each of us and were like, I don't know if I should do RX because of lunch. Yeah. And a lot of them went to like, no, you should do it. Yeah. And they did it. Mm-hmm. Because there was a lot of worry about the 200 feet. Yeah. And then once you're like, hey, just go down and then rest and then come back and then rest. It's a big number, but it's really not. You chip away at <laughs> it, cut down the tree. So um, 
I think it was an amazing night. We have another great night planned ahead. We got St. Patty's Day coming up, so St. we're going to go all evening. green this Friday night for 19.4. Again, it'll be announced 7 p.m. Thursday evening, mm-hmm. um, and so we'll roll in. Last thing, we did it last week. Uh, did anybody get anything right from last week when I asked you all what? She did. Miranda did. Dumbbells so, and handstand push-ups. Miranda's going to be the oracle of Black Wolf. Uh, yeah. Miranda, what's coming next week? Oh, man, no pressure. Um, I, I've been saying that I'm still waiting for deadlifts to show up yeah. because they're personally like my least favorite thing to see, so I'm waiting for that. Definitely deadlifts and possibly muscle-ups. I know you, Joel was saying that last week, but my prediction, deadlifts. Okay, I like that. What about you? I think uh, thrusters and burpees. But he loves to do that in the last one. Uh, yeah, that's I true. think last year he changed that, though, didn't he? But before that, like every year, there had been a version of thrusters and burpees in the last workout. I don't remember what 17.5 was. 18.5. 18. Gee, Willikers, Batman. 17.5 was fun. That was the thrusters and double ones. I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. I don't remember 18.5. What do you think? What do you think is coming up? Well, I think it's the easy one to say is muscle ups because mm-hmm. we've never done muscle ups the last the last week and we've had muscle ups every year mm-hmm. and we haven't seen them yet yeah. and so i think the easy one to pick is muscle ups but Probably. i think deadlift is a great choice as well bar or ring <sighs> that's a great because they went ring they went ring and bar last year yeah and before that was bar only and then but all years prior to that i think it was rings yeah i think so so who knows i'm gonna say bar bar okay i like that but yeah guys this th- we have no there's no way it's just this is just like pick movement that hasn't been used yet that's your prediction. That's it. So uh, I think that, yeah, you predict muscle-ups. Miranda picks deadlifts, and then we're going muscle-ups, right? You're going muscle-ups. Yeah. I got thrusters. Thrusters. Okay. I think that's coming up sooner. That'll be fun. That'll be fun Is, to Does see. Dave have any influence this year? I think he's, yeah, he's still in charge of it. Okay. He's still the director. I feel like, but does Glassman now have influence? I hear that's he might have I have. I, I have not heard that. I believe what's happening. The only thing that has changed is the the promotion of the events, in that they're not sending a media team. They're not hyping it the same way. Have y'all watched any announcements? I watched the first one. I was unable to watch the other two, but I will say I do kind of miss Dave Castro's announcements, Absolutely. just because they were so dramatic and like fun to watch. I w- I kind of think it was a dramatic step to cut the announcements. I don't think that goes hand in hand but i also don't know the resources they needed right you know yeah. and so the amount that they had to get rid of the media team and is it worth having a media team for five weeks a year kind of thing and then be like we have nothing for the rest of the year for you yeah so maybe they were just working with what they have and they realistically do not have the team they have the team they need for crossfit but they don't have the team they need for what the games used to be kind of thing yeah i think there's just too many unknowns like we don't really know what's going well they're no longer able to pay them for regionals and that was a ton of work for the media team right so really if it's only the games it's a big event still. Do we know how many people go to the games this year? Won't that number change? Yeah. Well, because we're going to have the Open again in October. So we're having it right now. And but then that opens for next year's games. Right. So for this year's games, though, so you have one winner for each country. But I guess there's more countries and regions. Yes. So you're going to have more. more. I don't know. It's so confusing. But top, yeah. I don't know if this this Open, though, I think is still top. 20 or no or is it just top male and female per country that's true yeah okay yeah i don't know then so (laughs) i think it's top male but for the country but then remember there's many many other countries but some people have already qualified through other through other sanctioned events which i think there's eight of those or seven of those seven i want to say now are they only taking winners from that or is it top three no it's winners so many questions 
I think it's only the top. So you have eight men from, let's say there's eight sanctioned events. You have eight men, eight women. Right. Teams have to qualify through the sanctioned events as well. Yes. So you have to teams. place first. So eight teams. Okay. That's a big games for teams. Yeah. And then you have as many countries as qualify. I think so. This is going to be the least competitive games ever. Well, yeah, some people were already like talking Matt, about Matt Fraser's just gonna somebody's score. I don't know who, but it was someone's score for like nineteen point one was like five rounds, and they qualified in a certain country. Well, I mean, if you're from Angola, <laughs> you've <laughs> so, got a good chance. Not to like nothing against that. Nothing but, at like, all. But this isn't any different than when the games first started, regionals first started. There was a guy here, and I mean, hey Tanner, tell you listen to this. Good for you for doing it. He was at Skyline for a while. He was a great athlete. So he moved to the Asia region and went to the games. I mean, more power to him. Great. Yeah. But, like, he wasn't even top anything here. And this was when Asia was not a strong region. They've come up a lot. But even when you notice that, it's a lot of, of honestly, American operation, like, military bases over there. And so that it, it's going to be the same issue, I think, whether it's the country or the region. Because there will always be a region that's weaker or doesn't have as many affiliates or whatever we say the reason is. Um, but you're right. I mean, find an obscure country that doesn't quite have the the facilities and you have a real good shot at going to the games. I mean, maybe we could open a Black Wolf affiliate in one of these countries. <laughs> I'll just send you all down there just for like six, however long you need to be there to train. Um, okay. Well, this I'm going to cut this part out. This will be the after show, so this will be a second posting. But, uh, I mean, do we have anything else? Any other random thoughts now that we're kind of having free flow here? Joel, do you have any thoughts? Uh, no, I was trying to... I was trying to read up on what the new 2019 games is going to look like. I found a pretty cool article, but there's a lot of stuff to go through to kind of figure it out. I will say that since I was a regional hopeful before, I'm a little bummed because the South region is a little bit easier yeah. than the Midwest region I was in. So I was like, dang it. Like right when we moved down here. Should have moved sooner. Oh, uh, I know. Sooner. I was a little bummed about that, but. So from this article I found, as of right now, there are roughly 162 countries with licensed CrossFit affiliates. That means we will see 324 athletes qualify for the games through the Open, plus 20 more, bringing us to a total of 344 individual athletes, up from 80 last year. Teams will not qualify through the Open. So of those 344 athletes that qualify, surely over 50% will not be able to afford the trip. Possibly, yeah. Probably. Do you think they'll have like an online qualifier before or do you think they're just going to let it be up? Oh, you guys can't make it so sad. Oh, wow. Top male Europe, Europe qualifier couldn't come last year due to visa complications. So that's another thing that's going to be a complication. I think Sam Briggs had trouble. Yeah. They said many athletes missed the games last year because of visa complications. So that's going to be one of the well, that was, they, obstacles they, this year. They, they paired that with some of the political stuff that was taking place here with immigration and stuff. Um, I remember that being a little bit of an issue. But um, interesting, interesting. Have we ever asked you? Did you go to the games last year? Because like Madison, I've told, of course. I just made the connection. Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've gone the past two years to watch. So it's been. Th was that the first year? It was two years ago. That yes. Was in Madison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was wow, fun. It's how awesome. How did it not cross our mind that we should ask her that? <laughs> yeah, it, it's really cool to watch. Honestly. Did you go for like, the week or did you go for the weekend? Um, the first time I went for the whole week. For those that don't know, where is Madison relative to Kenosha? Like, what, what kind of drive are you looking at? Two hours north. Okay. But we would, you have to, like, book a place. Like, you already are, you already missed out gotcha. if you didn't book anything yet. Gotcha. Um, but it's cool. It's really fun to watch, like, 
the energy. They say it's like the fittest fans in the planet because everyone there does like super yokes just walking around. But here's Joe has a comment again. No, no, I I was going to drop some more. Drop it. Let's go. Uh, So right as for the 2019 games, there are 15 sanctioned events from that. From those 15, 16 men, 16 women and 16 teams will advance to the games from these events, raising our total participation at the games to 376 individuals and 16 teams. For 2020, there will be a total of 21 sanctioned events. This is weird. Yeah. So it seems like it's getting bigger, not smaller. Well, depending on how people get there. But, yeah. That's pretty cool. I've been in the games. I've always wanted to go watch it. I've only been to regionals to watch. This is weird. This is weird. I also, athletes. Granite Games is not too far from us, so we went to that, too. Huh. Well, Robert competed, but, huh. yeah, St. Cloud. Okay, well, well, we'll keep investigating further. We'll update you all next week if we learn anything new. I mean, obviously, we'll see it in August. It's still in August, right? July, August, July, August? August. August. Games. August. So we'll see in August what actually comes, how they're going to facilitate 350 athletes. Shall be interesting. Shall be interesting. I mean, but. Like, fun or not, someone that made five rounds in workout number one, they're going to be out day one. Like, if <laughs> yep. they make the trip. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is why they cut regionals down. Because regionals used to be, what, top 60? Like, five years ago? And so you go and watch, and the first three heats were bullshit. Like, they weren't even worth watching. It was the last two heats that mattered for each division because they were the only competitive. Oh, okay. Like, the first three heats would have guys, like, that came from your affiliate, and you're like, did you train for this? You're not that like, and that's, good. They're still very in shape. So sorry. But, yeah, they would get smoked. And then <laughs> the Showtime heats would show up. And, like, the top 20 would show up. But, like, so that, that's why they cut regionals down because why it's great to have people participate. But, like, it's kind of – it also was hard on the athlete to be the last one on the floor because you were seriously not prepared for what's being asked of you. Yeah. And you're paying all this money in July 31st through August 4th CrossFit Games this year. Five days. Oh, cool. Hmm. Interesting. It's definitely changing, that's for sure. It's very, it's very much so. I think it makes sense because, I mean, before, before, like, all the athletes were coming from these certain areas. Now they've expanded that reach, so now you're getting athletes from all over the place not having to go to different countries just to participate in, like, an open or regionals. So I think well, it makes do sense. Do you think it's better to include the winner from a smaller country that's or to include the fifth best guy from the most competitive country? That, that's that's where it gets. Is tricky. it better to make this a community thing? Mm-hmm. And I and obviously when you say it that way, then it's like yes, make it a community thing because the best will still be there, yeah. the best will still win. But now you can showcase true CrossFit. Yeah, you can showcase regular folks. Yeah. But as we say everywhere, perception is reality. Mm-hmm. I was watching a YouTube video and it was that Jessica Alba re- does not do nude scenes. Okay, right? Awesome. And Machete, she's naked, but it's mm-hmm. not her. They CGI'd her. Okay, but I will never see Jessica Alba naked. So if I see that movie, I have seen Jessica Alba naked, right? Because to me, it's her. Like perception is reality. It's her, but it wasn't her. Like good for her that she did not have to get naked for it. But like from the viewer side, perception is reality. I've seen you naked, and And then there are people that won't look into the fact. Like, no, you were naked. No, that was right. I won't investigate further. So as as far as I watch the movie and go, I go, that is what Jessica Alba naked looks like. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it seems weird to be just. I would. My contract would say there's not going to be a scene where I'm naked, like yeah. perceived naked at all. Yeah. And the reason I bring that odd fact up, sorry, folks, um, is <laughs> because like perception is also reality on watching the games. And if 
the guy from the small country is going to get mocked on Facebook and on Twitter. Is CrossFit doing us a favor or not? Because mm. you know what? The public's not going to care. That it's community. Yeah. They want to see. They want some action. They want action. They and when, when I step out next to Matt Frazier, mm-hmm. they're not going to be nice to me. No. You know? That guy sucks. Like, that's all it's going to be. Yeah. When it should be like, oh, my God, that's so awesome that he or yeah. she made it out yeah. there. People are brutal. So are they, is it potentially going to be a bad thing? I think that means all the action is going to be at sanctioned events. Well, yeah. Not at the games. Oh, you mean the, the like the, the old school fun, the fun like stuff? The closest thing to what ESPN used to air yeah. is taking place at the sanctioned events now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it, well, I mean we'll, we'll see what happens in August, July. Is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. We'll see what the ratings do. From an organizational perspective, I do not okay. think it's a bad thing because from my perspective, if I run a competition here and I choose, instead of doing a top three for each division, I just want to represent the best of each division, meaning the number one RX guy and gal, the number one scaled, the number one super scaled. So the number one super scaled is getting more shine than the number two RX guy. Mm-hmm. But I chose that because the number one super scaled represents what I want out of my mission more than the number two RX guy does. Glassman has a right to do that, and yeah. I actually applaud him for that. Oh, yeah. But you also inadvertently, and maybe that's what he's saying. He's going, look, this sport was invented accidentally. Right, yeah. Like, have you, Do you think Glassman meant for the games to come out? I don't think originally, no. No. Like when it was Aromas, do you think that was more like cash? Or just like, hey, Greg, I think we could do something cool out here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it was originally meant for that at all. And it just went out of control, right? Like it's suddenly like this thing, and they did a really good job with it. Because I think that's the other thing. We, I think we, uh, they've done so well putting it together. We assume they always wanted to do this. Right. Yeah. It doesn't look like if you watch the videos from when Kalipa won, it was a shit show. <laughs> and they've evolved it from then. They've stayed way ahead of it now. They're they're pretty great at everything, other than the time they killed people with Murph and the million degrees. Oh yeah, like they and people were dehydrated. Like <laughs> other than that, <laughs> they for the most part they don't make a lot of mistakes. And so from the, from the viewers' perspective, you're going, oh wow, they must have meant this to occur. But I think it was more like it's the way we run the open here. Look, I'm not happy that we have to facilitate a workout in a night's notice that Castro gets to throw at us. But if he's going to throw us a workout, I'm gonna do, we're going to do the best we can to put on the best experience for our athletes. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm excited to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So maybe Glassman and Cash are going like, this is getting out of hand. But as long as we have to do it, let's do it as well. It's as what long. the people want. That's it. And then they eventually go, you know what? The Granite Games can do this better. And it won't pull them from their mission. It's pulling us from our mission. Yeah. So why not let the Granite Games get the shine? Why not let strength and depth get their shine? whatever was in Dubai, the Dubai Classic, get their shine. Um, then the complaint, though, is that the CrossFit had the access to the media team. They, they could broadcast it better than anybody else can broadcast. Because yeah. I see that as the complaints. People are trying to get CrossFit to guarantee the streaming. And CrossFit's like, it's not our thing, man. Hmm. People are upset they don't get unfettered access to whatever's taking place. Yeah. I mean, people are upset about things regardless. You can't make everyone happy, right. but... We'll, we'll find out. It'll be really interesting this year. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited as well. <laughs> Are you thinking or are you done? Uh-oh, I, I, you just start smiling because I didn't Joel's know. Joel's like, no, no, the no, coffee's no. wearing off. He needs an espresso shot <laughs> from the fancy machine. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm interested to see where this goes. I mean, who, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, 
we'll know when they have everyone there at, at Madison, right? Still gonna be there, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We'll find. Where are they gonna be next year? Oh. Oh. Okay. Look at that. I didn't know that. You know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know it was three years. I knew it was contract. That's oh. why they left the home depot Carson? center. Oh. Okay. Well. We'll find out. Have they mentioned anything about next? Yeah. They I talked a lot about Jacksonville before they found Madison. A lot about Jacksonville. Ooh, that's closer. Yeah. Like Florida, Jacksonville? Yes. Oh. No, Jacksonville, Alabama. I don't know. I hate Florida weather, though. My goodness. What? I hate Florida weather. Why? It's like, it's, it's like this all the time. Yeah. This is, this is not, li- it's not like this. Li- it is a little humid. In and Florida. it does, t- in the summer, it rains like every day at five. Yeah. But it only rains for like 20 minutes. I just hate that. But it's it's beautiful. I mean, the beach. Jacksonville's on the beach. The beaches. That's about it. Okay. Like, like when I went to Disney World, There's I was like, Debbie oh, Downer comment sucks. from Joelle. This, this moment brought to you by Joelle not having enough caffeine this morning. Sorry. I've had plenty. I've had my pour over. I had to taste that MCT stuff. Yeah, that stuff's delicious. 1885 coffee. We have their beans. We got yeah. the beans. We got the beans for sale. We got the cold brew for sale. And then Jose and Molly came by Saturday, Saturday? and dropped off a couple barrels a couple of bottles full of a uh, cold brew mixed with MCT powder, and it was—I mean, we all had it this morning. It was delicious, it's super delicious. So snag yourself some cold brew from the fridge, and then grab some MCT powder. We do not sell that; probably should. Um, mm-hmm. Mix that up. So MCT oil—you most likely heard that from Bulletproof Coffee because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what you mixed in there. So bringing that over medium um, powder form because the oil does separate. Oil and water don't mix. Duh, you learned that. Um, but the powder stays absorbed. So mm-hmm. it gave it kind of a cream. Not cream, but like a creamier than texture, black. Texture, look, taste. Yeah, so I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Joel does not like Florida weather. That's what we learned today. So uh, these two got to oh. get out to 830. We are going to wrap this up. We will be back next week after 19.4 and looking at only one workout remaining in 19.5. Whoop, whoop. So fast. Okay. Thank y'all for joining me. I will see y'all. Well, I'll see you right now. Um, I'll thank you for you having us, Ben. Week. All right. See y'all later. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Whoop, whoop.